Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Thank you, Jesus, for a brand new day. Thank you, Father, for this precious privilege to come into your presence to worship my maker to worship the ancient of days, the creator of heaven and earth. Father, I give you glory. I give you all the praise. I join your people all over the world to declare this morning that you are the one who is faithful. You are the one who is righteous. You are the one who is holy. Father, Lord, you are indeed King of kings and Lord of lords, we declare this morning you are worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. You are worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. You are the Lord, our righteousness. Yes, Lord, we give you all the praise, Jesus, our high praise. Receive all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you for bringing us into the presence of the Father. Thank you because by your blood we enter this morning and declare, Father, be glorified in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to worship again. We have come to be blessed and to learn in your presence. We ask this morning, Lord, speak to us once again. Help us to learn in your presence. Help us to hear you this morning and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. Let's continue studying the book of Hebrews together. Once again, I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining me uh, as we read through the book of Hebrews. So now you realize that the book of Hebrews is not difficult to understand at all. Every part of the Bible is not difficult to understand at all. If you would just learn how to interpret, interpret the words there and apply them. Okay? Very, very easy. So thank you if you're joining me on Anchor, on Spotify, uh, devotional daily devotional with mafia yenike god bless you you're joining me on twitter or you're sharing this on whatsapp god bless you and feel satisfy your test for him in the mighty name of jesus yesterday we stopped on chapter 7 today we take chapters 8 and 9 even though i am tempted i don't know yet whether we will be able to take 10 and 11 together uh, but when we get to that bridge, we'll cross it. Okay, so in chapter 8, um, the presentation is the new covenant. Okay, so now that we know that Jesus fulfills the role, he is actually the, the, the perfect uh, person to fulfill the role of the high priest. He is our perfect high priest. In fact, the Bible says he is the high priest that we need. Every other high priest was 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 a failure. Okay, death did not allow them to continue. Sin did not allow them to continue. But all of that did not apply to Jesus. Okay, so 
in chapters 8 and 9, um, the writer presents Jesus and presents the new covenant. Okay? So you are going to see this presented in a way that totally, okay, uh, any anyone looking for Jesus or seeking to understand what the new covenant is about is able to understand it. Please get your Bibles. Let's read together this morning Hebrews chapter 8 and 9. Christ is our high priest. We know that already. Okay, so it says here is the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic God in heaven. This high priest, okay, his own role is not here on earth. Okay, so every other high priest, their roles were trying to fulfill something, was a shadow of <clears throat> what was in the heaven. Okay, was a shadow of the real thing. Jesus' high priest was to sit down in the place of honor uh, at the throne of the majestic God in heaven. It says, There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle. Jesus ministers in the heavenly tab- tab- tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. Okay? So every other place of worship that you have here on earth is just a shadow. It was a shadow. Even the first tabernacle that was built and the temple that were, that was, that were built were shadows, okay, to, to look like the real thing. And so even the men that were ministering in them were just, in a, just demonstrating what should be the real thing. Jesus was the one who fulfilled the real thing because he presented his own sacrifice in the true place of worship that was built by the Lord himself, by God himself, and not by human hands. It says, and since every high priest, verse 3, is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices. Remember, I said that before the high priest is qualified, I'm telling you, you need, so they still have this day in Israel, the day of atonement. I am <clears throat> not totally sure, you know, but you could you could do a pilgrimage, okay, and go see this day. They still have it till today in the nation of Israel. Okay, it's a day where every it's one of those days where every every male okay must show must show and be represented in the nation of Israel. And I'm telling you, it's a it's a spectacular day till today. Okay, you can you can witness it if you are not able to go um, to go see it yourself. Just Google it. Okay, uh, the day of atonement in the nation of Israel and see how how it is how the high priest you know presents presents the uh, the lamb that dies <clears throat> on behalf of the people. Um, okay, covering the sins you know and pleading with God to forgive the people. But that was a shadow. The real thing had come. But Israel did not recognize him. We recognize him uh, not because we were any better than Israel, but because of God's mercies. He says, and since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, you see the high priest take in, take in, you know, the sacrifice into the temple. Of course, the temple is not standing today. 
you know, in, in, in Israel. And that is the reason why they are still praying and trusting God, you know, that they are able to relocate the temple. When you, they relocate that temple, I'm warning everybody, was that temple today, okay, um, they are, the saying is that the temple dome, the Muslim's temple dome, okay, is where the temple is really located. Over time, they will discover that it was a mistake. The real uh, location will be discovered. And that is where the Jews will rebuild their temple. And when they rebuild their temple, the, the worship, okay, and the offering and the sacrifices will begin again. When that starts, I'm not sure whether we will still be here um, or the rapture would not have happened. But when, if that starts and the rapture has not happened, I, I'm telling you, it is this close. Yes, every high priest offers, you know, gifts and sacrifices. Our own high priest, our high priest must make an offering too. They were offering, first of all, they offered sacrifices for themselves to cover themselves. If they entered that place and there was any sin in their life, they died there. Okay? And then when they are finished qualifying by offering sacrifices for themselves, they would then start offering sacrifice for the people. Jesus, okay, also had to do the same. But his own sacrifice was different. It was a perfect sacrifice. Because he himself, the high priest himself, was the sacrifice. A perfect sacrifice that was sinless. And that is why, yes, the lamb that is presented, you know, had to be spotless. Again, pre- representing a shadow. Jesus truly is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He says, if he were here on earth, he would not, he would not even be a priest. Yes, because he was not from the tribe of Levi. For you to be a priest here on earth, you, you must be from the tribe of Levi. For you to collect tithes, okay, according to the Levitical priesthood here on earth, you must be from the tithe from the tribe of Levi. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest, since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the law. They serve in a system, they serve in a system of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you shown you here on the mountain. So when God talked with Moses, you know, in Exodus chapter 25, you know, um, verse 40, Exodus chapter 26, God told Moses, build the tabernacle according to the pattern I showed you. Okay, so everything that Moses instituted was what God showed him. It was like showing him the template of what was in heaven. That was what Moses was building in the physical here. And it was in that tabernacle that Aaron began to minister. It was from that tabernacle, you know, that the, the tabernacle that eventually became Shiro was where they then, you know, got the, the inspiration to build the temple, where the priests then continued to minister. They were all shadows. They were all a representation of the real thing. It was not the real thing. Poor God warned him, build, be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. 
But now, Jesus, verse 6, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. <clears throat> By far superior. For he is the one, he is the for he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Okay? So each of you see now you will learn something very important this morning each of the covenants okay each of the priesthood they come with a covenant and then they come with blessings here it says that jesus's own is based on a on better promises so the first covenant the covenant one the old covenant was the one god made with the nation of israel with moses I will be your God and you will be my people. You know, if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do everything that is written in this law, you know, and on and on and on like that. That was the first covenant. The second covenant is the one that Jesus enacts with his own blood. Okay? Same thing. Both covenants, they have blessings. Read Deuteronomy 28. I will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above. You will not be beneath. You know, when you are, you are blessed when you go out, when you, you are blessed when you come in, the difference is this. Okay? So the new covenant too, uh, there is blessings. When Jesus rose up on earth, he gave gifts unto men. He blessed us. Okay? Uh, the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 1, it says we are blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Both covenants have blessings. However, while the old covenant had causes added to it, the new covenant does not have any cause. Jesus does not have any cause to give you. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus does not have any cause, not a single cause to share with you. And that is why the believer in Christ cannot be cursed. <laughs> when I meet people and they are talking about causes, I am wondering where did you get it from? Inside this new covenant in Christ, you cannot be cursed. We are partakers of a better covenant. It says for a, a partaker of far better covenant with God based on better promises. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. The first covenant had many problems. The first one was the people themselves. They could not... They could not do it. God, pro so a covenant usually when two people enter into a covenant, they cut, they cut blood and then they mix their blood together and then they make agreements. If you do this, I will do this for you. When you do this, I will do this for you. Okay, there are conditions. But the people never could never fulfill their own part of the covenant. If you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord and of your God, you will obey him. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your... They were never able to do it. Okay? And so, the crosses were always coming. Aha. So, when God saw that was happening, okay, he, he had to annul that covenant and then give us this better covenant in which eh, you are... You will see in, verse, in chapter 8, you are not the one in this covenant, eh? That in chapter 9, sorry, you are not the one in this new covenant eh, that it is you that makes do things for God to, to find you pleasing. <laughs> no, 
in this new covenant, God from beginning to the end fulfills all, all, all that is needed. Yours is to come. That's all. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But when God, God found fault with the people, you see that he found fault the people themselves were a problem. They could not fulfill it. The priest himself was a problem because the priest was a sinner, had to offer sacrifices first for himself before he offered sacrifices for the people. Many times, you know, it had to happen immediately, but the priest could not enter. Okay, so he had to offer sacrifices for himself first. And then, of course, the sacrifice itself was was not faultless. It was the lamb here on earth. A lamb. Okay. So even though the lamb was spotless, it didn't take away the sin, truly take away the sins of the people. Okay, so the people themselves, you know, there was problem with them. The priests, there is problem. The 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 sacrifice, there is problem. The only person that was no problem with him is God who was receiving the sacrifice. Okay? So when God found fault with that one, God had to institute a second covenant to replace it. Say, but when God found fault with the people, he said, the day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the first, like the one I made. Don't worry, whenever I'm reading, my eyes just immediately reads the New King James Version. <laughs> this, this covenant will not be like the one I made with the ancestors. So tomorrow I will let you know why we are reading the New Living Translation and not the, the New King James Version or the King James Version. This covenant will not be like the one I made with, with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They did not remain faithful to my covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. So God, you know that they were not going to fulfill it, so why, why bother? Then, but this is, uh, this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and I will not need to teach and, and they will not need to teach their neighbors nor will, will they need to teach their relatives. Say, uh, saying, you should know, you should know, know, know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already and I will forgive their sins and I will never again remember remember their sins. You find this in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 from verse 31 to 34 but really God was saying this when God was found fault with the first covenant I want you to go back and read that, that quote again right from, from verse 10 and find the number of times that God said, I, I will, I, I will put my laws in their mind. Talking about the new covenant, so I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. He says, and they will not need to teach their neighbor, okay, they will not need to teach their neighbor, nor will they need to teach their relatives, are saying you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. He says, and I will forgive their sins and I will never again remember their sins. That's five. In other words, from beginning to the end of this covenant, eh? God, this new covenant, God is going to be the one to do it. Your own is to come. Simple. See, when God speaks of a new covenant, it means he made the first one obsolete. 
it is now out of date and will soon disappear the old covenant has disappeared you are still running with the old template template it has disappeared trying to do the new testament with the old template take people to the river for them to you know to wash their head and say you are reading psalms over them you know uh, have people lay their hands on 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 a, on a lamb or on on a ram and then release the ram they are old covenants even trying to do the tithe according to the levitical priesthood not the tithe according to melchizedek is old testament let it go it has disappeared it is obsolete to god now let's read chapter 9 old rules about worship since that first covenant between god and israel had regulations to worship and a place of worship here on earth there were two rooms in that tabernacle in the first room there was there were a lampstand a table and, and sacred loaves of bread on the table this room was called the holy place since then there was a, a curtain and behind the curtain was the second room called the most holy place or the holy of holies okay in that room and there were there were a gold incense altar and a wooden chest called the ark of the covenant which was covered with gold on all sides inside the ark i wear a gold jar containing manna aaron's staff that sprouted leaves and the stone tablets of the covenant okay so he's describing of course if you read through the old testament with us we know that okay it just described how the tabernacle was and how the temple will eventually be broken into two parts you have the holy place and the most holy place you had the holy place where the priest could enter any time and then you had the most holy place where the high priest could only enter once a year. And that day was the day of atonement. Okay? So, on that day when Jesus died on that cross, eh? And that curtain that separated the most holy place or the holy, holy of holies from the holy place was torn in two. In other words, making it one room. That day, Jesus destroyed or cancelled the old testament he totally that day eh, when jesus gave up the ghost on the cross the old testament disappeared okay so stop trying to do the old testament five above the ark were the cherubims of divine glory whose wings stretch out over the axe axe cover the place of atonement but we cannot explain these things in details now remember he was writing to you know to former um, jews okay so they they know what he's talking about he says but we cannot explain these things now if we are to explain their implications there's no need okay and it's not really needed he said when these things were in place the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duties anyone could enter the most holy place or the priest no not everyone the priest could enter okay every time and then you of course you have the outer court that the whole co- other congregation could enter and then you add somewhere else outside that where you know visitors who were not okay uh, um part of or people who had been defied or c- could stay okay it says when these things were in place the priests regularly entered the first room as they performed their religious duty but only the high priest ever entered the most holy place and only once a year 
and he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of the people and for the sins the people had committed in ignorance by this regulation the holy spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the and the system it represents represented were standing was still in use okay as long as that system was still in stand was still standing it was proof that the old testament was still in effect so when that jesus i said earlier when jesus died on that on that day and the curtain was rent into two and the most holy place and the holy of holies was became one room it meant that 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 system of worship disappeared it became obsolete okay that system of worship where they needed okay, the priest could enter the most holy place anytime now the priest could enter the holy of holies and the most holy place anytime now we could freely enter by the blood of jesus this, this is an illustration verse 9 this is an illustration pointing to the present time for the gifts and sacrifices that the priest offered are not able to cleanse the conscience of the people who bring them that was why they came back every year the day of atonement was every year the people came back once every year to cover okay to cover their their sins the sins that they made in ignorance okay um you ask yourself which one what is ignorant we are all ignorant <laughs> every sin we are all still ignorant if we knew better if you know the glory you carry if you know your glory in god i'm telling you you will not touch sin okay so we are still ignorant in in in, in some sense okay so but they these the sacrifices could not cleanse their consciences because when they came back every year they would still be asking for forgiveness for the sins that they did last year the sins that they did four years ago okay so there was something wrong with the sacrifice for the gift and the sacrifices that the priest offered are not able to cleanse the conscience of the people who bring them so the priest had problems the sacrifice had problem the people themselves had problem and of course lastly the tabernacle itself had problem because it was only a replica it was a shadow it wasn't the written ten for that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremony physical regulations that were in effect only until a better system could be established that was why god gave them it was until the messiah came until a better system could be established christ now let's read christ is the perfect sacrifice from verse 11 so christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come he has entered that greater more perfect tabernacle in heaven which was not made by human hand and is not part of of this created world when jesus told mary magdalene don't touch me yet mary for i have not yet ascended to my father he was rising he was ascending to his his father to the perfect tabernacle in heaven to present his sacrifice 12 with his own blood not the blood of goats and calves he entered the most holy place the true most holy place not the fake one here on earth the true most holy faith jesus entered it he entered the most holy place once for all times and secured our redemption forever he entered it 
once and for all. He offered a sacrifice once and for all. Every sin that will ever be committed, he offered a sacrifice once and for all. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of an ephah could cleanse people's body from ceremonial impurity. Eh? <laughs> Just think how much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience from sinful deeds. Eh? Their own was cleansing their bodies. Eh? That's all it was doing. Because that was why they were coming back to ask again and again. In our case, it cleanses. It says which will purify our conscience. It goes inside eh? and deals with the very soul itself. Purify our consciences from sinful sinful deeds. I've told, told us before, our conscience is the voice of our spirit. It goes deep inside. Jesus' sacrifice settles us once and for all. We purify our conscience for sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. It says, for by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself as a perfect sacrifice. It was the Holy Spirit that enabled Jesus to be able to offer that sacrifice. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Hallelujah. Okay, so there's no there's no more sacrifice. There's no more sac- there's no better sacrifice you can offer a better than this one. Says verse 15. That is why he is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people. So that all who are called who are called can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under that first covenant. So if you are trying to judge me with the first covenant, you are making a mistake. This is why, verse 15, I will read it again so that some people can hear it. This that is why he is the one, Jesus is the one who mediates a new covenant. A new covenant is starting, is standing. It has annulled the old one. A new covenant between God and people, between God and us, so that all who are called can receive the eternal inheritance. I already received it. And I hope that you listening this morning, you have received it. All you, you need to receive it is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He says, can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they had committed under the first covenant. When you get to heaven, what the devil will be presenting to judge you is the, is the first covenant. Thou shall not do this. Thou shall not do this. Thou shall not do this. You did this. You did that. <laughs> the new covenant eh, in Christ has made it obsolete. Satan, you don't have a ground for accusation. Hallelujah. Now, verse 16. Now, when people, when someone leaves a will, it is necessary to prove that the person who made it is dead. Before a will can take effect, you know now, the person who made the will has to die first. And that was why Christ had to die. Ah, if Satan understood this, he would not have gone near, near touching Jesus at all. He said the one who made it um, is dead. The will goes into effect only after the person's death. While the person who made it is still alive, the will cannot be put into effect. Since that is why even the first covenant was put into effect with the blood of an animal. For after Moses had 
read each of God's commandment to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled both the, the book of God's law and all the people using Aesop uh, branches and scarlet wool. Then he said, this blood confirms the covenant God has made with you. And in the same way, he sprinkled the sprinkled blood on the tabernacle and on everything used for worship. In fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That was why Jesus had to die. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copies of things in heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like, like the high priest here on earth who entered the most holy place year, year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. As just And just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment, so also Christ was offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Hallelujah. Ah, Jesus, we say thank you this morning. We cannot be judged. I don't know whether you understand what we just read, but you cannot be judged. Satan does not have a ground for your accusation anymore. I want us to say thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Satan does not have a ground for my accusation anymore. In Christ Jesus, I have been set free. In Christ Jesus, I am free to worship the Father. Ah, Jesus, I say thank you. Thank you for the perfect sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Will somebody lift up their voice this morning? In Christ, I am not condemned. In Christ, I have obtained salvation. I have received eternal life. You have received eternal life. Lord, we say thank you this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.